0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.
1: Uh, we've been asking you today would you, or maybe do you, take your children out of school during the school term? to go on holidays, to travel abroad. We're not talking about the, the odd one day or two here or there, but for any long period or chunk of time. It's something Danny and Aideen McAuliffe did um, a number of years ago. They took their three kids out of school to travel through Central and South America. And they now say that every family should be given six months off to see the world. Danny is with us on the line today. Danny, just first of all, tell us how the decision came about that you decided to, uh, to travel abroad.
0: Uh, Hi, Andrea. Um, I'm good, thank you. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Um, So, yeah, I suppose the initial decision was kind of, it was a bit bit of a snap decision. It was October 2020. Uh, Both Aideen and I are self-employed and my wife, uh, Aideen, has a performing arts school. So after jumping through, you know, several hoops in order to get back open and get COVID compliant in September 2020, I think we were open about maybe two, three weeks. And uh, Michal Martin came out and went from level two to level five, if you remember those days. And um, it was very, very apparent that there was going to be no level two again until after Christmas. So we were kind of looking at pretty much a void Um, between October and January um, City at home with nothing to do um, apart from at the time all that we were talking about was Brexit, Donald Trump's re-election and COVID. So obviously most people remember it was a pretty depressing period. So what started as a very throwaway remark, you know, that we should just head off and find some remote jungle beach somewhere and decamp there for a few weeks kind of grew uh, grew legs and we ended up Googling where is open for tourism and Costa Rica, who depend heavily on tourism, had reopened again in September and um, they were looking for tourists to visit. So we raided our savings account and booked flights and went to Costa Rica for six weeks. So that was kind of the start of it all. OK, so you did um, six
1: weeks in Costa Rica. That was, yeah, I presume, more more of a holiday, was it? Or, or were the kids in in school? Yeah, well,
0: yeah, so it was. It was definitely more of a holiday for us in terms, of, you know, there wasn't a whole pile of work to do because yeah. things were closed down. Um, and then we were, we did school every single day. I suppose one thing that COVID probably made us familiar with was homeschooling. homeschooling yeah. So we, in fairness, the teachers in their school were, were, were very good and they kind of showed us what they were planning on doing between then and Christmas. So we'd start off every day with, you know, three to four hours of schoolwork um, quite early because of the time difference. So we'd be up around five o'clock anyway. And we'd do about four hours of school before breakfast, have our breakfast, and then the day with our own to go and explore.
1: So you, you did the six weeks. Your wife, Aideen, is um, is with us here on the programme as well. Good afternoon, Aideen. When the de- Hello. How are you? When did you make the decision then to stay on or do, do the six months of travel? So I suppose that the seed for that idea happened on
2: the airplane coming home from Costa Rica. And um, I remember turning to Danny and just being so sad that we were coming home and that the adventure was finished. Um, and I said, you know, would it be possible to do this again? And if we, if we could, could we do it more long term? You know, would there be a way of? Making this more sustainable on the road, maybe me working online and, um, you know, Danny looking after the kids and educating them. So yeah, that's where it happened. And we that way we came home. Uh, we left the first time in October 2020. And then in October 21, we had we got on a plane to the Dominican Republic and we went world schooling with the kids for six months. So that we started in the Dominican Republic. We went from there to Colombia then on to Mexico then on to Guatemala, and then Nicaragua. Wow.
1: Quite the experience, Eddie.
2: Yeah, it was. It was yeah. amazing. And, I mean, we, we got on the air coach from Cork to, to Dublin um, with really no plan, only that we had uh, world school in the Dominican Republic for the first six weeks. Just explain
1: after what's, that, what's world school.
2: So, world schooling is when... It's a bit like homeschooling, however, you usually... With uh, perhaps in a community, so you hook up with other families who are on the road and educating their family, their, their children. So, world schooling is when you educate your kids in with the environment that they're in at that time. So, let's say when we were in um, uh, Nicaragua, let's say we would have talked about the language that was there, which was Spanish. So, the kids started to learn Spanish. And um, then we would talk about the culture and the history of Nicaragua, maybe the geography or the science that are around us that was we there was a lot of volcanoes there, there was a huge lake with bull sharks in it. You know, so they were fascinated by the idea of that you know and you use the environment around you to to teach the kids about the world and the society that they live in
1: and when you say the the, the world schooling is is that is it like in I'm trying to think of an example is it sort of similar to nearly a a pop up type
2: school? Yeah, is that the could be. Very much so. sometimes they are actual physical schools, like buildings that the kids go into, and you know they have physical hubs that stay. And more often than not their they're pop-ups or their community you know the communities that have gathered over time and yeah. um, that families recognize as good areas for world schooling and it becomes a bit of a tradition then um you know if you go to Mexico there's certain places that are good for world schooling because there's a lot of Facebook pages and communities built up online where obviously we talk to a whole lot of other world schooling families who pass on the information from one school family to the next and, and so how, it's a whole other world
1: yeah and how many roughly Danny how many other families are sort of of, you know, to, were taking part in the the world school uh, world schooling when you were doing it.
0: Um, yeah, look, I suppose it's like everything. You know, you're you you don't even realise it exists until you immerse yourself into it, and then suddenly I've never heard of world whole,
1: schooling before
0: till today. Yeah, well, but, yeah, well, neither, neither had we until yeah. we went to the Dominican Republic. We didn't know anything about it, Um and so I mean, when we when we left for the six months, actually, all we had booked was one-way flights to Dominican Republic and we booked the kids into a school called The Hive in the Dominican Republic for six weeks. And The Hive was probably, was full of, I don't know, maybe 20, between 20 and 30, you know, international families from all over the world. Um, And they did it in six-week blocks. So once we got in and we got kind of immersed into that community, it just opened up a whole new world of, you know, families that were, some of them like us just popping in and then gone again and then others who are doing it full time and are, and you know that was that was october 21 and a lot of them are still on the road in vietnam and bali and you know south africa um who just like to travel they work online and um they go around in and and they either do it solo or else they immerse themselves in these pop up schools along the way and um and there's, there's it's it's a whole i mean it's 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 very common when you're kind of in that setting, you know. Mm. Um,
1: what age so it, were the kids, it, it, Danny, at the time, sorry, your own children? Uh, I think when we
0: left, they were, for October 21, something like 8, 10 and 12.
1: Okay, 8, 8 10 and yep. 12. So, so they're you know, at that stage, they have a good few years, 18, um, you know, completed in, in primary school here at home in Ireland. Like, how, how did they manage, I suppose, with the, the, the education system, what they were learning, like, how did that work yes. out for them when you were away? So obviously
2: when we were away we you know, we did our best to keep up with the schoolwork, but I mean we didn't spend all day every day at it. And um, I suppose the reading and the maths, you know, that was they were the two big things for us. Um so if if you know, the six months if they got a bit of that every day and believe me, some days we didn't do it at all. But um uh, I just felt they were learning so much in general. You know, they're learning so much about other cultures other and the people, how to mix socially with kids with different languages who come from different backgrounds. And um, that was enough for us. I mean, I'm actually a, a primary teacher myself and I could see the benefit in, okay. in everything else that they can do outside of the school setting. Yeah. I mean, in my eyes, the classroom is, you know, no classroom should have walls. I mean, everything, I know, so much more can be learnt in the outdoors. And there is a place for, you know, maths and English and, and Irish, you know, all of those basics also. But they fell back into regular school. I mean, they're all in regular school now. They're in.
1: Did they? And like, they're not. They're. Class, perhaps, kind of where classes. they were, basically, Aideen, are they?
2: Yeah, they are, yeah. of course they are. Yeah, yeah, they're fine. I mean, of course, when they came back, I remember Amelia, the little one, when she came back, she said, everyone in my class doing, is doing cursive writing and you know, they had learned how to cursive write when she left. And she said, it's this funny writing. I don't know, mom, what language it is. <laughs> so she had missed out on that. But sure, she picked up after a few yeah. weeks. You know, she was behind a bit. But I mean, in my heart, if she never learned to cursive write, it wasn't going to be the end of her education. I know? know. She was learning so much more. Yeah.
1: I suppose it's the value, Danny, that you put on life experience as well. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You know, like I suppose, look, we all get caught up in this, and you know, and it's where we are at the moment, whereby each week is a kind of a copy and paste of the previous week, and you kind of, you know, you throw yourself into Monday and you're thrown out again Sunday evening, and it's back in again, and weeks repeat themselves, and suddenly, you know, it's it's March already when Christmas only seems like, you know, a, a week or two ago. Mm. Um, and, and the year just goes past like that. So, it's kind of when you stop and and you step out of it and you know you remove you know a lot of the noise and distractions that that occupy us that you know the, the whole world opens up and um it's it's a really amazing experience to i suppose to spend time with your kids when you don't have those weekly and daily distractions and stress and um and, and you know, people grabbing your attention um so yeah it's 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 an incredible experience to spend a prolonged period of time kind of on the same wavelength as your kids and you you just get to know it. i know it sounds a bit odd when when you're living with them for 10 years but you really get to know them so much better and their personalities you know we we came back from those trips you know a much stronger mm. unit.
1: The um just on sort a of final point again you, you know you, you mentioned earlier that you think every family should have um six months off to see the world. Look I know what not every family would be you know would be able to do it or um mm. it's, it's such a long period of time and the finance and the mortgage and and all that goes with it. But I suppose it opens the conversation around the the length of the school holidays that we have here in Ireland. Um is it that you think more people should just have less time in school or or, or more time off to Uh, I
2: do, I I mean, that's a a, a debate for another day. That's a really, that's a big one. But in my, in in the overall scheme of the big education that every every Irish child is so lucky to get, because after travelling, you come back and you hear all these incredibly harsh stories about schools in America and, you know, all over the world. We are so lucky. We have an amazing education system. It's so safe. The kids feel, you know, happy. They skip in and out of school every day. But in the grand scheme of things, six months is nothing to their education and they're the six months that we certainly as a family will remember long past their leaving cert or whatever degree or whatever it is they get you know there's an educa- it's an education of itself you know the, the, the rigorous education of inside in the classroom definitely does not need to be you know the eight years of the primary school and the six years secondary school okay. complete and you pull out six months of that and it won't make a difference and there was no so yeah the,
1: the, the school there was no issue with the school or, or they didn't mind the no. your school at home no, I did have to register,
2: you know, with the Department of Education that we were going to homeschool them yeah. um, for, you know, I had to pull okay. them officially out of school um, and then they, when we came back, we just it back in, yeah.
1: So you think as well, similar to that, Danny, if, if people can't take the opportunity and go as an experience? Yeah, and again,
0: obviously, look, I mean, the caveat with that is that obviously not everybody is in a position to do it. However, I, you know, I, I would make the argument that, you know, if if someone really really wanted to do it there's always you know a, a, a way to get around this i mean we sold you know one of our cars that had a car loan on it and cleared that and we rented out our house so that was covering the mortgage and the bills so then and then if you go to countries where living is comparably cheaper than ireland and one of you are still working you can actually make it work you know um so if if someone was was genuinely really interested in doing it and you know from a, an occupation perspective they were in a position where they could keep working then it's probably you know far more doable okay. than most people would think
1: Might think, yeah. thank It's very interesting thank you for for joining us here today on the program and sharing your experience with us that 's uh, Danny and Adine McAuliffe. we've been asking you though today though you know do you or would you take your children out of school uh, during the school term to to go on holidays? I, I know Danny and Adine's obviously their experience um, was for for a much more prolonged period of time. A text from a listener who says I take my kids out every year during the school term. I work as a Dublin bus driver. We are allocated leave which never falls when the kids are off. So I've no issues in taking them out. I bring them away and they get educated seeing different countries and territories. Pat is with us on the line. Pat, you used to be a school principal. Um, Just explain how it works, first of all, if if people are taking their children out of school during the term.
3: Well, I think in Ireland we have uh, an approach where the parents are the primary educators. So ultimately, it is a parental decision. Now, obviously, schools would seek to you know, to highlight the importance of being in school. And certainly our Department of Education last September have mounted a campaign about that importance. And post-COVID attendance in schools has been an issue. There, there has been an increase in the number of students who are missing days. And there has been certainly an increase now in the number of people who are taking their children out to go on holidays, understandably, in terms of the costs. But there is also a cost in terms of their education um, when they are out.
1: Like even for a week, Pat, is there that? Like what's the impact
3: or is there? Well, when you look at um, schools, teachers are scaffolding learning. It's not in discrete little bits. Everything builds on everything else. So when you miss something, you may miss a, a vital piece of a jigsaw does have an effect on learning. That does create a gap. Um, and it is on top of maybe other um, times when uh, a child may miss school as well. You know, So it does have a cumulative effect and it does have a disruptive effect on a teacher's planning, on a teacher's work and in fairness on other students because when that child returns, They may have missed out on some vital piece in that jigsaw. That has to be made up in some sense. And there is a knock-on effect on everybody. So it does, it is not without its cost. Mm. There is an advantage. Yes, I can understand. Totally understand in terms of costs. Everybody's put to the pin of their collar and it's very attractive However, there's a cumulative effect if you have week after week a certain number of children missing classes. What
1: is the maximum amount has, again? Sorry, Pat, did you mention that you're, I suppose, I don't want to say allowed to miss, but before.
3: Well, <laughs> before te- reporting to TUSLA, if a, if a student misses 20 days or more, um, then that's. Is a reportable to. to
1: okay. two unless they've been taken out of school to be homeschooled and that's registered
3: and, with and you guys. That's a different, a different pathway where they are. But we've seen, you know, in second level, you know, in 1920, 21,000 students missed 20 plus days. That has risen in 2122 to 69,000 days. So a threefold increase in, in two years. Uh, on that, so the number of days being missed in schools is becoming quite significant for a large number of students.
1: And you put that down to the fact that people are going on holidays? Not necessarily. No, um,
3: there are. It's a much more complex situation. Um, people are more likely to, to miss school post-COVID at this moment. Uh, that, that's a, okay. It's been seen internationally. It, it has, it's a post-COVID effect that. And the explanation, I suppose, we're still trying to delve into the why the behind that. But it may be attributable to the fact that, well, we did OK when we were out. We were able to, you know, survive. we managed.
1: Yeah, we got on all right for we the year. Why can't we do, do a month or two? No, I, I take your point. A lot of the listeners getting in touch with us today, the texts are all the same. It's just very simple. Too expensive to go on holidays in July and August. Darren, you um, you were out of school. Is that right for a month or two?
4: I was. Good afternoon. How are
1: you? Yeah. For you is it about it's the value of the life experience, the trip away. Uh, that's
4: that's it, yeah. yeah. So about it was almost twenty years ago now, um Mum and Dad brought us to Australia for six weeks in November, so obviously I had to no. take us out of school. Um and yeah, it's an unforgettable experience. I think I think any any um loss to your education over that period, I don't think it's insurmountable to get it back, you know.
1: Yeah, it, it hasn't affected you in the, in the long term then, the the, the six weeks that you spent mm. in, in Sydney.
4: Definitely hasn't. And I think the, the memories I have looking back at that, I think definitely uh, was worth it for, for everyone who went,
1: you know. Yeah, I know. It's, it's kind of different though, isn't it? Just doing a four or a six week, week, you know, solid stint like that by compared to, you know, two weeks here and two weeks there and two weeks later in the year.
4: Yeah, and I I think it's really preferable if you do it, did it all in one go at least then it's probably easier for you to keep up the homework that's missed out and the schoolwork that's missed out. I know when we went, the teachers actually gave us the curriculum for the weeks that we were going to be missing. Now we didn't do okay. a whole lot when we were over yeah. there, but but at least we, we kind of it. were aware aware of of what we were missing. Whereas yeah, if you're doing it here and there. It'd probably be a little bit more difficult
1: to organise that way. Okay, listen, Darren, Pat, thanks a million for joining us here on Lunchtime Live. All of the texts are the same on this, and it's just—it's just simply that it is far too expensive for people to um, go on holidays during the summer. They're working hard; they want their week in the sun, and they'll do it whenever it's cheaper.
3: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan, weekdays at midday, brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.